it's yeah, it's really important. And and like you, it, it's it's really opened me up to oh my gosh, the diversity, the beauty on our own continent. Like exactly. when can we get out there and explore with the same intrepid zeal <laughs> as other people, other outsiders come in to do? Yeah, because you know. <laughs> The visitors, they, they like to go and enjoy. So let, let us enjoy yes. it. <laughs> and write our own stories. Like, exactly. you know, enjoy it and then write our own stories. Like, there is power in sharing our own stories, you know. Mm-hmm. We are the narrators of our own story. Like, let's be more active in that. And if we have a, a platform, use that to, to shout about what's in your own backyard, where that backyard is, like your whole country. Let's see if you're out of it, like, You are listening to Colour Out The Box podcast. Join the conversation at Colour Out The Box on all socials. Hello and welcome to Colour Out The Box podcast. And as always, this is Mo, um, back again. And this week, joined by... Davida. Ah, see, I I wanted to wait for you to say (laughs) your name first. I was like, let me let her go first. So, Davida. Yeah, got okay. it right. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Um, so, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Um, we are, of course, recording remotely via Zoom. Um, I've, done in, I've done this whole remote podcasting thing for a while now. Um, oh, I've made wow. a lot of mistakes at it, at it <laughs> as <veteran> well. <laughs> So I actually made recently a Twitter thread of all the different examples of like um, the different podcasting remotely that I've done. So I've done Zencaster, I've done Zoom, I've done Skype. I've done it where I've recorded with another podcast and we both recorded together. So if you are a podcaster listening to this, um, I will put a link to that Twitter thread in the podcast description and have a look because like I said, it's a bit of trial and error and I'm not sure if I've worked out the best way but I certainly have had a go at experimenting. Oh, well, okay. well done. So welcome. Thank you for joining me remotely. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Off mic, we were just discussing how we just, you know, you got like, get like half dressed because, you know, <laughs> this um, quarantine <laughs> yeah. life, <laughs> things have been slipping. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's so, so changing like, when you put on a bra now. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's like, oh, this is fancy. <laughs> Yeah, dress code and everything, a bra. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, I was thinking, I haven't put on like shoes, as in like I put on trainers. All I wear is trainers yeah. and like slippers. Yeah. That is so true. That is so true. I also just put on trainers, like if I'm going to take a, a walk or go to like, you know, grocery shopping or something. And yeah. It's like, yeah. That's as fancy as it gets. Yeah, so I <laughs> don't know where my heels are. Yeah, or a heel. Oh my God. I don't yeah. have heels. I might have to start again. But yeah, so <laughs> as you can tell, we are still in sort of a lockdown, quarantine type mm. situation. Everyone's kind of doing whatever. I'm still mm. at home. Um, Davida, what are you doing? Aha, uh-huh. and you, Davida. <laughs> Davida. <laughs> I'm going to write it down. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? I am... am I saying it like David O? Yeah, Davida. Okay. Davida. You know what? If David is going to help you, at least it, it, it gets the beginning part right. <laughs> Just don't say the dough is that. <laughs> David. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I am um, I'm creating um, 
I'm the founder of Wonders of Wonders, which is yes. a, a travel, food and culture platform dedicated to people, places and palettes. And so I'm starting to just use this moment to really get into just creating the sort of brand that I want my platform to represent. So I've just been getting stuck in it and getting lost and getting frustrated and getting creative, all of the emotions really, but so, mainly creating. Brilliant. So let's talk more about your platform, actually. What a good transition. Um, just Thank explain you. a little bit more about it um, and also how can people find it? Okay. Um, so it's on www.wondersofwonders and that's mm -hmm. W-O-N-D-E-R-S. O F W A N D E R S dot com. I will put a link in the podcast description. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Very helpful. Um, and really, I founded it um, at the intersection of writing and travel and storytelling um, mm. because I think my background and my childhood was very much shaped by storytelling from my grandma in particular. And and also I had a passion for writing and reading. And so it's just kind of been a, a slow process of bringing all of my various passions into one place and also yeah. my writing interest. And this week we, I just, I launched the audio version, which for me is just another way to bring. So that's basically been one of the ways I'm, I'm I don't want to say I'm pivoting because it's always something that I wanted to do. It's just, mm. I have a bit more time to put it into action now. So it's not a, a new thing per se, but, uh, it's new for people that have been following the journey of the platform so far because it's just a, a little over a year old. So yeah, just keep on trying different things really. And I must say, I listened to the new kind of like audio. So basically you have um, people or you have stories but in like an audio format now as well as um, your website, which I think, you know, obviously being a podcaster, it's always nice oh. to hear like the story being told because yeah. I don't know, it gives you like the extra dimension. That's very true. And it's actually been inspired by my growing interest in podcasts myself. Oh, and nice. <laughs> as my tv and video and film watching has kind of gone down my podcast listening has just really shot up really? and so yeah yeah I've become yeah I've become very very interested in just listening to podcasts so I don't sit down and watch tv or like you know things like that as much but I will typically have a podcast on while I'm just getting about the day, doing stuff. Even when I'm writing, I have a podcast kind of in the background. So okay. it was kind of fusing all of that. Like, oh, I mean, I'm really enjoying, you know, just hearing people talk and having them in the background mm. and, and stuff. So it's about time I kind of action that passion in me as well and bring some of my stories into audio format too. So yeah, the podcast interests have certainly influenced that as well. Brilliant. It's funny because um, the um, I've been looking at the podcast numbers for my podcast and they've been a bit mm. up and down. And um, when we first went into um, like lockdown quarantine, they were actually quite low. I did see a dip. Oh, okay. And I think it's because everyone was like doing things like, you know, live IGs and like mm. um, um, people were um, like, you know, doing Netflix and Disney Plus and also people were not commuting to and from work but yeah. over the past couple of weeks I've seen the numbers shot back up again because I think people like yourself are just like okay I'm a bit over just watching tv I've watched all the box sets I've 
taken part in all the yeah. internet challenges I was <laughs> yeah. into like a bit of a routine so it is actually yeah. and you, and it's true I have a podcast normally in the background just as I do other things and I like to just listen to conversation yeah Yeah, that's so true and it's true my listening kind of really went down in the first few weeks and I I recognize that it's because at you know my normal routine was completely disrupted so suddenly it was like I didn't have time like I had a lot of time just sort of sitting around staring at the ceiling pondering (laughs) what the heck is going on with life right now and it just because the routine was so upended it didn't I didn't feel like listening to my usual podcast where normally I would be plugged in and be doing stuff and and so yeah, it tanked. But I think I'm back now, okay. back listening to you know yeah my my usual favorites and um, yeah back to having a bit of a, a structure to my day now. Whereas exactly. before it was just <laughs> just crazy. Yeah, I, I think and I think that's what yeah. it is. I think everybody's now kind of gotten into a routine. So even me, I've been on furlough for a few weeks now, and at first I was I was doing so much. Then I went through a whole like low of like not really being productive and now mm. I've hit that kind of happy medium of just like okay like you know I've got my day sorted get up you know sometimes put on a bra and then <laughs> going to, to my office and um, my home office and you know there's activities there's things that I need to do throughout the day yeah so yeah it's it's nice and that is real talk about the the productivity because I think we probably all hit hit the beginning of this like okay I'm gonna do this and that and that and that and then it just went down (laughs) and yeah like you have kind of found a a happy medium it's like I started to tell myself just yeah feel all your feelings if today is a feeling of I don't know what's happening just stop and rest give yourself grace you know just allow yourself grace throughout all of this because you know these are really really strange times definitely definitely it's funny because um when we first went into lockdown I did a podcast with um Wise from the Indie Creative Network and he talked about you know you know we got to come out of this with a new skill a new um you know a business and activity you know this is the time we're not going to get this time ever again and I was a bit like oh my god I'm not doing enough but (laughs) (laughs) but one of the things that we did discuss also on that pod is just that it's actually enough to just like okay I got up washed my ass today I survived yeah yeah I'm I'm I'm, I got a few things done it's enough it's enough like survival is enough you know functioning is enough. yeah exactly and you know for some people this time is a sort of rest because maybe it's been a lot of um, hustling and like rat race and whatnot. So while for others, it might be a good time to get creative and, you know, just for some, it's just a matter of just refueling their tank and that might just be rest. You know, I think we're very programmed to be very, to feel guilty about rest and just being still. So, yeah. And this, this scenario has just really forced a lot of us to just be like, right, stop Stop. (laughs) and just accept and just take your time and, it's okay to be to 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 pause and and breathe you know <laughs> definitely definitely yeah. so going back to wonders of wonders right mm. um yes how did you when did you start how did you come up with it you know like and maybe just like what what's your most like popular like um item on the platform um so how did Wonders of Wonders start? It's I used to have a blog um, about 
10, no, about 12 years ago before like blogging was, um, I suppose, this kind of very big industry mm. that it is now. And I, I originally started my old blog when I moved to Paris. Um, oh, nice. To study, to study abroad. So it was like my way of documenting um, just my life abroad and and just writing out then. I think at that time it was a lot freer. Like, I mean, I wasn't writing for anyone per se. Like it was just my online diary. I didn't promote it. I didn't, you know. So it was just my way of expressing mm that transition and the frustrations and the, the excitement and all of that. So, so I would say that's where like my blogging beginnings um, are. And when I moved back to London, I still had the platform and I was, I was writing, it was growing with me basically. So I started to share more about like, if I traveled somewhere, I would share about it, my food adventures and just general everyday um, observations. I used to call it like um, magic in the mundane, like these category of things yeah. that was in the everyday because I'm, I've always been big about, you know, just finding that small moment, that moment of magic in the mundane. So yeah. sometimes I would just write about that. So, so yeah, it was always, it was growing with me. And then at some point, probably around 2016, I think, after I sort of wrote one post, I, I just life happened. <laughs> and so I was just writing less. Mm. less and less publicly I mean I was writing privately but um I wasn't sharing publicly so and then but I've always sort of known that my my future is within this kind of creative expression just writing and sharing your stories in mm. one format or the other I'm, I'm a big believer in the power of the personal story like we each have a story and there is power in that you know so just just create from that experience and share and you don't know who is going to connect with, but, but just share anyway, you know? So, so that's where I would say wonders of wonders earliest beginnings were. And then eventually I knew I would come back to it. So it was more a case of when are you going to be, to be fearless enough to just put yourself back out there? Because I think over time I become more fearful. Like, you know, you just start to think, Oh, you know, you just give you all this self-doubt and all of that. So you're just like, who's going to bother to read now? But it's like, okay, but just share it anyway. So I had to really, really <laughs> come to a place where it's like, okay, I'm ready to start sharing my writings and my experiences and my thoughts publicly again. And you wouldn't believe how scared I was. <laughs> I mean, I was very, very afraid. I don't know why, but it was a very no, fearful it's, it's, thing for me. It's funny because obviously when you're reading someone's <laughs> work, you don't realize um, how much maybe they've changed things or you know sometimes because mm. I even I've done it even on the podcast where I've I there was one episode we did um myself and Jay where we talked about confessions and unpopular um, mm. opinions and we talked about the whole thing of like what, whether you want a family or whether you don't want a family and I really struggled with that episode in terms of the edit because I was so tempted to just like cut big chunks of the discussion out because I was like, it's mm. a bit too much of me. Does anyone really want to hear that? But I did it because I sent it to a couple of people and just said, what do you think? And they were like, no, just put it out. It's one of our most popular episodes because it's... And I remember really- that episode. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that episode. It was really, yes, it absolutely was. I mean, I remember listening to it and I was like, wow, this is like, it's, it's, it's raw and it's old and it's yeah. and so many of us can relate to it in different 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 ways so I was like this is what I mean like it's but I, I remember that episode so much and you're yeah. right it's probably it's probably the one that's top of mind for me as well every yeah. time I think of, of um, color out the box I'm always like yeah <laughs> that episode with Mo and Jay talking about like <laughs> 
the things that we're thinking of, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing I think, especially when I read people's blogs, I really appreciate when they do kind yeah. of like open themselves um, and share a part of themselves. And like you said, it's it's so relatable because somebody like, you know, a thousand miles away could be reading that and just mm. thinking, wow, mm. like, you know, I'm going through the same thing or I so get that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I always say that, you know, when you, once you, you're creating something for like a very public arena, like it's not just yeah. you and your little world and you don't share with anyone. Once you put it out there, like it's not really yours anymore. And so yeah. that experience is both, is both intimate and intimidating. You yes. know, it's like you're letting people in, but also it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what if they don't like this version of me that I showed them? But it's like, you know, <laughs> we are so many things at once. Like we are all like three dimensional or, you know, you are not one type of person. So it's like, bring, yeah. bring your whole self to work. That's the way I'm starting to see it, you know, bring and your whole self. Are you still currently writing now or have you taken a pause? Like, especially like during this time, cause I've spoken to different like, creators and some are like super like they're pumping out like loads of content and others have held back because they're not feeling as inspired because as you're at home so how are you finding it for yourself um for me I will say in the beginning it was at taking a bit of a break because both of uh, social media and in terms of creating right okay the saving grace for me would be that I never intended my, my platform to be just about travel. Um, cause okay. there's a food element and there's a culture element that, and especially in the culture element, it's more about making space for my platform to also showcase other people and what they're mm. doing. So I've collaborated with a few different creators to ask them their personal stories on like what made them start to love travel. And it's personal in that, you know, everybody has a, the little that connection that lit that fire inside them mm. um and i have a few lined up that i haven't published yet but again it's more about other creators so to me it was supposed to be like a, a platform that showcases both my my writing and my interests and also what other people are doing so in that sense i haven't had to really change the the core values of the or the platform, which is really about community and collaboration mm. and creativity. These are like the three C's that I, I try to, these are the three C's that I really work with. Like, so for me, creativity is, you know, how are you expressing yourself? Is it your stories? Is it your podcast? Is it your, you know, and yeah, so there is, there is a lot more to come from, from the platform that is not necessarily like about this destination that I've been to or not or blah, 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 like not specifically travel. Right. And the other, the other, the other definition that I've always also believed is that travel is more than um, discovering a place. It's also about connecting with people and it's also about getting to know the food of places that you go to and just losing yourself in a good story. So for me, it's, um, I, I've never had to physically travel to feel that sense of adventure. Okay. So it's, it's, yeah, it's something I've always identified with. So of course now the situation has forced it and it, it tells me that it's, it's good that I didn't put my basket in the concept of literally physically transporting yourself to a place because mm. otherwise now it would be, I would be really wondering what to do, but I, I haven't struggled in that sense, but I did have moments where I was like, okay, how do I want to proceed going forward? And so for example, the audio is one way, like I'm just, yeah repurposing what is already there and bringing it to audiences in a different way so yeah 
so keeping that happy balance Mm. and just for someone that is new to your platform what is I don't know like your most popular like um piece of work or what do you think kind of like sums up the platform in a really like succinct way for new hopefully some new people that will going to have a look um after this podcast um so the most popular is the very popular the most popular post was one that I did on Keta, which is a, a seaside town in Ghana. Mm. And of course, people do not really know the background to why you do things. But for me, it was a, a trip that I, I took with uh, my best friend. And at the time when I was really, really going through some personal like difficulties. And so I rang, I rang my friend up and I said, oh, let's take a day trip. I was in Ghana at this point. So I was like, let's, let's take a day trip. I've never been to this particular seaside town. Let's go and see what's there. Let's spend the day there, that kind of thing. And, and, you know, this, this is a, a friend that like we've been friends for like over 20 years. <laughs> so, oh, okay. so, you know, so we went, had a really, for me, it was just a very restorative time. Like at a, at a time when I was going through a lot of like, yeah, turmoil. So when I came back, I knew straight away, this is the story that I wanted to write to launch the platform. Um, it was just like a, a very strong feeling that I know it was just a day trip. There's a lot more you could, you know, you could spend writing about different aspects of it, but, and different aspects of like bringing the platform together. But, um, it was just such a strong feeling. So I wrote, I wrote about that trip and, mm-hmm. and to this day is still the most search for item on my blog every month when Google oh, delivers okay. a report <laughs> when Google delivers a report is like it's still very popular and I'm just like I it touches me that it's still a very popular post on the blog you know because I know that I, I wrote it from a place of like I don't know I mean it's about the destination I'm, I'm not so much inside the story like it's not mm. personal in that sense um but I think it touches me and it's really uh, yeah a day trip um and also it, it, it encapsulates something that, again, I stand by, which is that if you give yourself over to places and experiences, mm. you know, it could, it could have a, a very positive effect on you. And it tells you to like be open to experiencing, experiencing, experiencing places in a, in a new way. So, and I think it kind of captures, it captures the, the heart of the, the platform, which is about opening yourself up to people and, adventures and experiences in ways that you wouldn't have imagined so I think that really is a succinct um, way that yeah and the the people them still seem to agree because (laughs) they 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 tell me about it (laughs) for me I think also it's especially people um like I don't know like my friends and myself so people in my age group so in their 30s and even like late 20s I think there's a real interest in um holiday in 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 Africa in general and exploring oh. the continent more and oh. you know I'm Nigerian when I go to Nigeria I don't really see it as like a holiday I see it as like okay I'm going back to visit family I'm going back to do something there's always like a purpose within um, the visit but now oh. um, when I think about the continent I've started to think about okay where can I go on a holiday what can I do? So um, I think definitely there's a big interest, especially in somewhere like Ghana, where can you go and like experience things that are very different to like the usual, just maybe like yeah. going to the capital city. 
So yeah, that is very true, very very true. And I I made a point at some point on my on my Twitter that um I knew I didn't want to launch with like a story about I could have written about Accra. I'm yeah. I'm from Ghana, right? So I could have written about Accra or like Cape Coast, which are like the let's say the two hotspots of um tourism in the country. Mm-hmm. But I I knew that I I wanted to start it with like a I would say an underrated part of the country. Like I yes. mean, Keta is you know it's a very small a seaside town is quite vulnerable because of where it's positioned you know it's caught between like the sea and the lagoon it's it has a very tender beauty but it's tender because it's really vulnerable you know Mm. and so I I wanted to just do it justice um and like you say I mean like you when I when I go back home it's very much a go to see family you know you don't see it as a holiday (laughs) um and I think ever since I started everybody (laughs) right And ever since I've started the platform, it's made me try to see my own country like a tourist, you know, in a way that, why is it that I approach other countries with a lot of curiosity? And yet when I'm back home, it just feels like, oh, it's a familiar, it's a familiar. And it's like, actually, there's so many places I haven't been to yet, but I would love to see, you know. So, so yeah, just... It's yeah, it's really important, and and like you, it, it's it's really opened me up to oh my gosh, the diversity, the beauty on our own continent. Like, exactly. when can we get out there and explore with the same intrepid zeal <laughs> as other people, other outsiders come in to do? You yeah, because you know <laughs> the visitors they they like to go and enjoy, so let let us enjoy yes. <laughs> and write our own stories. Like exactly. you know, enjoy it, and then write our own stories. Like there is power in sharing our own stories. You know. We are the narrators of our own story. Like, let's be more active in that. And if we have a, a platform, use that to to shout about what's in your own backyard, where that backyard is, like your home country. Let's see if you're out of it, like like I am. You know. Mm. So yeah. Okay. So as I said, I will put a link to um your website in the podcast description. Everyone, do go and have a look. And um, yeah, let's um. As um, um, you were saying, let's start telling our own stories. Mm. 100%. Okay, so the other thing that I actually wanted to talk about was, I don't know if you saw, the cost of living in London is about to go up. <laughs> um, ah, yes. So... <laughs> um, I am going to read um, basically what was actually printed in The Guardian regarding the TfL bailout. And for those that are not London-based listeners or UK-based listeners, TfL is Transport for London, who control all public transport within the capital city. Um, And anyone that lives in London or is from London or has visited London, you'll understand that public transport here is literally, I don't know, it's the foundation of this city everything to move around it's just not to have a car is not necessarily a necessity but public transport is definitely a big necessity so in the guardian it says transport for london is to raise a congestion charge by 30 percent temporarily stop free travel for children charge over 60s to travel um, at peak times um, and this is after Transport for London secured a £1.6 billion pound bailout. And the reason why they needed a bailout, is, according to the news, is because we are travelling less 
which we're supposed to during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, stay home. <laughs> yeah. So we've all been told to stay home and then... Everyone, and then you're going to be paying for it. <laughs> it's like, yep. oh my God, everyone stayed home. I didn't get on the bus, I didn't get on the tube. Mm. And now MTFL's in trouble. Um, so they said that there was a 90% fall in income as journeys on public transport in London have dried up during the nationwide lockdown. Um, the capital's congestion charge of £11.50 will be um, reimposed from Monday this week coming. So when this episode comes out, um, as well as a separate charge for older and dirtier vehicles. Um, the congestion charge will now be at £15 from the 22nd of June. So if you drive through central London, you're charged £15. Um, and the government has uh, um, admitted that physical distance may not be possible on public transport and urge people to use their cars mm-hmm. oh. um, <laughs> to get to work. The Transport Secretary, Grant Sharp, says that if people have access to a car, car we urge them to use the car before they consider public transport. And on a final note, our Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, said public transport must now be the last resort. Right. <laughs> so, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> For me, that told me to <sighs> stay in your house. <laughs> stay in your house. It's like, which yeah. is not especially this whole lockdown thing it's kind of like proven it's shown in terms of like okay there's some jobs definitely yes you can do them remotely you can work from home you can maybe mm. be in the office a couple of days a week but there's a whole heap of other jobs that it's just not possible to do from home yeah and those people that do those jobs rely on public transport to get to those jobs and walking and cycling i don't know is not an option for everybody no of course not and especially where loads of people have to commute (laughs) to work anyway it's not like you we're all working locally in that sense you like i mean there was a time I used to have a, a 12 minute walk. I, Ooh, I, I live very close that is to a luxury. <laughs> See, exactly. Those times are long gone. <laughs> that, I mean, so that is, that is, yeah, people are, we're basically going to feel the pinch a lot of, um, of this, of this whole time. So it is a concern. It's a yeah. concern. I mean, everybody's already wondering what, what does the new normal even look like? You can't even fathom it at the moment, but it's mm. like, you already know it's going to, it's looking like it's going to be a very costly new normal. Yeah. And, um, this is, this is like, unfortunately one, <laughs> one scenario in many others to come where, and, you know. And how about for your job? Are, are you, work, are you, I do work in an industry that has the facility for you to work from home or are you needed to go into the office? How's it? So been? I worked in travel. I worked ah, in travel okay. and I say, I say worked because it's completely affected in this, yeah. in this um, current situation. And so, so I guess for me, it was not just um, having a, a travel, like being a content creator that focuses on travel. It was also my career path. Like right. it's part of my trajectory. And so this whole scenario has kind of, in the beginning, it made me just really, I had a bit of like an identity crisis, like career yeah, identity crisis, you yeah. know, because it was like, you know, what, what do you do? What, it's not just a, 
it's more than an inconvenience of uh, a cancelled holiday or, for, or a postponed yeah. holiday. You know, it's it's you know it's more than that for me. So so yeah. So at the moment, the way I see it, it's it's more about staying home for the foreseeable mm. future and um, and creating from mm. from my home office because because I have the luxury of doing that in that sense. I don't have yeah. to be out to 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 get creative. Um, so in that sense. Uh, I don't, yeah, it's not a massive adjustment for me for now, but of course yeah. it's still going to affect in different ways. So yes, yeah, so I don't want to minimize it at all. The reality for other people that rely on everyday yeah. you know, public transport. Yeah. For me, it, it made me have a bit of a think about whether living in London is something that I'm going to continue to do. Um, mm. If you'd asked me like a few years ago, um, would I live outside of London? Straight answer, no. Um, mm. I'm not. And I, and I always said if I was to move out of London, it's probably because I've left the country. So living right. in another country was always an option. But I didn't see, I just was like, no, I'm not going to move out of London. I don't see the point. But having spoken to people like friends who've made that move, and also to some other people as well, it's now, I'm like, okay, actually maybe, maybe there are other options. The possibility, yeah. Um, it just, and this has really um, pushed it as well, especially considering that we've been in lockdown, it's made me had a good think about everything. So where do I want mm. to live going forward? Like yourself, what do I want to do in terms of my career? I work in, um, an industry that's been heavily in, in affected, redacted. Mm. Um, so, hence, <laughs> <laughs> so um, hence I've been put on furlough, and yeah. it made when you're put on when I was put on furlough, it made me really think like, oh my god, my is my job is it is it not essential? Um, and it's not. Mm. So yeah. for me, I had to have a bit of a think like, okay, if I'm that if I could be put to that one side in terms of like my um, company and my career, do I need to have like options, other backups? So part of that mm. has been like, because I think before it was always considered like you have to live in London to get the good jobs to, you know, yeah. to progress your career. But I think this has proven that definitely there's a big chunk of jobs that can be done remotely or where you only visit yeah. the office a few times a week. So yeah living in London is not necessarily a requirement anymore. Right. Yeah. So you think you would be looking like, I mean, let's say you could consider a possibility where you're living like in the outskirts or completely out of the UK or like so out of Europe for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was always, I was always open to like completely leaving the country. Um, right. Okay. Um, and I've been living somewhere else in Europe um, because of what my job um what I do for my job I've traveled okay. to places in like Asia and stuff like that so I would live in like Hong Kong I would yeah. happily live in say like Singapore um and also okay. parts of Europe but one thing I always was very adamant about you couldn't get me outside of the M25 <laughs> <laughs> right Someone, one guy I, I was talking to recently, he was telling me that he lives in Crystal Palace, I think it was. And I was just like, right. oh, 
What's it sounds far. <laughs> like literally, I was just like, what zone is that? Past zone three? Oh my God. <laughs> How do you survive? Like, <laughs> you know, so now it's it's been a real kind of eye opener of like, actually, you know, and the cost is about to, in all of our, in all aspects of our life, it's about to go up dramatically. Mm. Um, mm. there's going to be high unemployment there's no everyone that's been put on furlough there's no guarantee you'll have a job to go back to yeah so yeah, yeah. it's really kind of made me think okay what's the plan b what's the plan c d mm. e and what are your <laughs> options <laughs> I should be ready yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i feel caught i feel caught between like a <laughs> nobody like i don't know what the future is holding out there no, <laughs> and no also does. like you know exactly like what between how how far is too far in advance to plan for anything right now yeah <laughs> and then also and then so that's on one side and then the other part of about giving yourself the myth of control by trying yes. to plan something because it gives yes. you some kind of maybe a sense of I don't know peace that you you have a hold on on things but I feel like if there's any if there's one thing this situation has taught that is like no it's a myth you don't have yeah. a control over a lot of things that you thought you yeah. did so I I feel I feel torn I, I have to say um but for me I think um as somebody that's kind of moved a few times I I think I have a very flexible approach to where to base myself um yeah because you've lived in yeah, Ghana think, you've lived in yeah. um, do you say um Paris yeah, I've lived in Paris and I've I've lived in Leeds at some point and oh, yeah, obviously outside. London. So oh gosh, <laughs> outside, outside. You 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 roughed it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry to anyone that lives in Leeds. Fine. <laughs> so so Leeds I think it's countryside. Me... I'm like, do they have like do they have like roads? <laughs> it's um. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're going to have a... <laughs> so, yeah, I think it makes me a bit... I don't want to say fearless. I'm not at all. But um, I feel like I, I have a, an approach of what can come, can come, you know, like yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. cross the bridge when we get there kind of thing. <laughs> and I think it's probably something that's it's increasingly grown in me. Because once you kind of leave something that's familiar, which for me was my original move from Ghana to the UK, I think once you, you start... Once you have that background, things moving becomes a little less uh, a fearsome prospect. Like I'm, yeah. I'm open to it, and I think maybe also my curiosity about just the world in general makes me feel like I'm I'm really open to whatever the possibilities in the future are. And it's like for now, that's as far as I'm I'm, I'm allowing myself to think <laughs> in advance. Yeah. No, yeah. it's true. You can't even. I'm. I was. I've said it on the podcast before. I'm supposed to go on holiday uh, I should have gone on holiday in March but obviously that got yeah. postponed um so we're supposed to be going in the latter part of the year but it might happen As to it whether might yeah not. it will happen yeah it, like you said there's I think I think I read a really good tweet where someone said their therapist said basically all the things we feel that everything is out of our control at, at the moment but really what's happening is the realization of what was actually in within our control mm. and what we were actually controlled and everything else was mm. being controlled for us and this whole situation oh, gosh, yeah. just shows that 
So really, yeah. you're still in control of the same things you were before. Everything else, you thought you was in control. Like you said, it was a myth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a myth it's all a myth so right? welcome to reality <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah i mean so like you said trips in the future even for just this 2020 like it's at the moment is really up in the air today i was talking to a friend of mine because i was saying that oh i had a birthday trip booked and at this yeah. point i i really don't know if it's you know if it's more advisable to just wait and like postpone it to I don't know, <laughs> to the future that we don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, break, like assuming this, the place is ready to receive visitors and stuff, do I want to go? Like things like that. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's, it's really become a case of just take a day at a time. And That's, can I say regarding yeah. birthdays, um, I don't know if it's official yet, but I've put it out there that no birthdays count this year. So I'm just gonna say at my age. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it would be like that. <laughs> Let's start again. Um, yeah. One thing I would say I do like city life. So I visited places mm. like, as as I mentioned, like Hong Kong. I was there for like um, over a month. I practically lived there, and then I I visited like New York recently as well. I do like convenience. I like having things near me. I am a city kind of, you know, gal. Even when I go to Nigeria, I tend to stay in Lagos and everything is there. Yeah. So I do think I do need to experience that outside of city living, you know? (laughs) Do you reckon, I suppose, yeah, that's what's been familiar? Yes. So then... What do you think would be an interesting challenge that is different to city life for you? Would it be like, say, being in the countryside or would that be too drastic? Or would it be like maybe a smaller city, but more or less the the usual conveniences that are around? What do you think would be an opposite challenge for you as a city girl? (laughs) (laughs) So even if I think as simple as like the bus comes, I don't know, like every like six minutes here and if it right. takes more than 10 minutes I'm frustrated <laughs> or the tube is like every like few minutes it's easy mm. to just move around and as I said things are convenient so you know there's a there's normally like a supermarket that's open till late or 24 hours mm. it's easy to visit people it's easy to find things there's a gym on every corner, that kind of stuff. Mm. And also on top of that, I like the, um, I always struggle saying this word, anonymity. Anonymity, anonymity yeah. Yes, that was the one. Yeah. Anonymity. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, of London in terms of it's a big city. So you can kind of just like blend in. Get lost in it. Get, <laughs> Get on with it. I went to my mum's town, not in Nigeria, not even the village, just the town, and everyone knew who I was. Yep, 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 <laughs> everyone yep, knew yep, who yep, I yep. was, where I'd come from, who I was related to, who was my family, and it, I felt <laughs> so jarring. I just like people just knew who I was. So, um, and fully was saying my full name as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So I imagine countryside you know with the cows and everything 
But it's really interesting you say that because I had the opposite experience, like in terms of people knowing who you are and stuff. Because yeah. when I was growing up, you know, my neighborhood was the, you know, the it takes a village sort of community. Ah, so everybody okay. knew everybody, you know. So if you if you stepped outside and you went and did something naughty, you know, somebody's mother's going to come and correct you yes. and scold you and, you yes. know, because it's like, it's her business. So, so it was very much that people are in your business from day dot. And yeah. so actually moving here and then kind of having the opposite experience was very jarring for me because it was like, okay. oh, you are literally faceless <laughs> in this, you know, you're just, Don't care. <laughs> I think I didn't know how to deal with that anonymity of like, nobody knows you kind of thing. Like, it's like, I think after after maybe like 17, 18 years of a life where you could step out and somebody knows you, they know your mom, they know your dad, they know your grandmother or whatever, yeah. to the opposite experience here. It was like, oh. So in the beginning, it was actually a very alienating experience for me. And now I think obviously over time, you kind of adjust to it. So when I'm back and then people are trying to get in my business, I feel a little bit like, why? <laughs> why do you need to yeah. know kind of thing? So yeah, so I think we are very much products of like... <laughs> the different ways in which we are brought up, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So let's put it out as a question. So like for our London-based listeners or even just our city-based listeners, would you, are you, would you consider a move to the countryside? And for our countryside listeners, <laughs> is that what you call them? Um, <laughs> What what's your thoughts like? Because as I said, I've spoken to people that live outside of London, and they have no intention of moving to London. They're just like, it's dirty, mm. it's noisy, it's overcrowded, and it's expensive. Why would I leave my three bedroom detached house yeah, to go and see. Live, you know <laughs> a one yeah. room of um um flat in um in, you know the yeah. crime ridden London that's there yeah exactly <laughs> the, the yeah. exodus the exodus would definitely be the opposite way where city dwellers are moving away yeah. from the city rather than people in like uh, places where the pace of life is just a lot slower and yeah. you know and also for people considering like raising families and stuff at some point they just think it's just better to be out there you know so than kind of here in the in the big city with all the noise and all the various yeah. things that they say about the city um but yeah we'll see I don't know it's been a, a weird time of discovering a little bit about London yeah. in this time and <laughs> so me is still out there for me <laughs> as okay. to what what um but I do think I will want a scenario in which I always have a base here in one way or the other like right. I mean it will okay. be one of my bases like I don't think I will ever sort of pack bag and baggage and be like by London it's been real kind of thing like it would. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I do have a, a sentimental attachment to the city because I came into adulthood and independence here so I feel like uh, London claims yeah it claims a part of me that no other place really has so I will always have that attachment to it and so yeah probably find some way to come back in one form or other <laughs> so yeah. even if I leave I move and I move somewhere else I think I will always kind of um you know find find a reason to come back and I and I have family so again that's yeah. always a, a big draw back to places anyway so yeah but I do think and I, it's probably a bigger discussion in terms of like gentrification the cost of living mm. here I definitely think and the fact that even this whole thing of 
the increased costs on transport and then also to move around in a car is quite difficult and as you were saying in terms of like families definitely I think the landscape of London is going to change dramatically that it is going to become more of a place that maybe um, those with a bit more money would live but if you want to raise a family have a bit more space and affordable um, kind of accommodation then people are going to start moving further and further out so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few months and whether the government reverses some of those um um increasing costs that they've put on the transport system because that's that's a big impact like kids having to pay to go to um to that to school i don't that is big i mean because i mean already loads of people who have cars were not driving like maybe yeah. during the week because you know like they might drive like maybe on a Sunday or something yeah. because congestion charge was really quite yeah. prohibitive for them and so now if it's raised even more like it's it's going to keep pe- even more people so a lot of us obviously rely on a, a public transport which Definitely. is effective by by other standards for sure like you can't it has its problems for sure but it's it's it gets it gets you from point A to point B quite efficiently for the most part and so now, yeah, it's going to be emerging from this scenario into a more expensive way of moving around is at a time when people are feeling all sorts of pinch in their pockets. Like it's, yeah, it's, things add up, you know, things add up. Yeah. So, yeah. And well, the government, money is a concern for so many of us now. <laughs> everyone said the government found that money tree. No, they didn't. They're going to get the money back from us. So <laughs> one way or another, yeah. we're all paying this money back. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, let's take a moment. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. David. Yes, wow, we got there. (laughs) David I've been thinking about it for the last ten minutes, I was like sweating here. (laughs) So so, David So we are gonna talk about now. I wanted to put to you so basically I put out a tweet earlier on this week and I said based upon the lockdown restrictions basically (laughs) no more dating no more casual dating if we hug now we're in a committed relationship and we must live (laughs) together so we're putting that out there into the universe to we're just gonna skip all the steps now listen (laughs) yeah if you so much as look at me if we exchange a look that's it together now We have to be in the same household with a committed relationship. With the picket fence and the car and the dog, you know. <laughs> so it's one of so I tweeted that. I tweeted that from my like um personal Twitter account, Mo actually, yeah. um, on Twitter. And most of the time I've got like ten followers so on that account. So most of the time it goes on my tweets go unnoticed and most of the time my right. tweets are like about what I had for breakfast. But that one, <laughs> for some reason, got a few people like message me, DM me, like, you know, are you really? Is that is this what we're doing now? Like, you know, how are you dating <laughs> during this social distancing time? Um, it got so much like interest actually. So I put it on my Instagram as well. But um a journalist actually contacted me to ask me to participate in talking about um dating during lockdown. And obviously I went, oh, like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But 
And also, just a reminder to everybody, you'll be surprised who's reading your content online or is reading your tweets, reading your Instagram oh. posts. I, I, even me, I kind of think that it's just my friends and the, you know, the two people yeah. that follow me. No, you, there's yeah. eyes on things. There's people's eyes it's that you true. never even think. I was thinking, how does she even find this? But anyway, <laughs> so I declined her offer because I don't want my business out there. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But it, I do think let's have the conversation about dating, you know, during this time, dating during social distancing and how, yeah. what does that look like? What are we doing? So first of all, can I ask, are you, um, what's your relationship status? Are you singular? I am or? not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am singular. I'm a single Pringle. Okay, yes, me too. That is my official well. status. <laughs> <laughs> that is my official status. <laughs> Single Pringle, yes. That is my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so as single Pringles, um are you are you participating in online dating during this time? Are you still talking to people? What's what's been the feeling? I feel like the world I guess, moved into having to adjust to online dating. Like a lot of the world moved to adjusting because we, we went into social distancing and stuff. Yeah. But I've been the opposite because in my, you know, the trajectory of my <laughs> relationships, right. I have actually had two long distance relationships. So okay. I feel like... Um, so you're set up for this. <laughs> yeah, but, the, but I think this is why I, think I, I, I don't feel like I, I particularly want to walk down that path anytime right. soon, oh, okay. you know, because I feel okay. like I was doing that when I suppose the rest, the rest of the world was meeting conventionally. Yes. <laughs> and so I've kind of paid my dues <laughs> to the institution, <laughs> I, <laughs> to the institution of virtual, whatever, whatever. Like I was doing it before it was like the, the, the sort of like the only way or at least the majority of way that, um, ways that the rest of the world is having to meet up now, like romantically. So yeah, so I've I've been a bit, you know, a bit on the fence about like I I I I think I'm exhausted by the thought of like trying to get to know someone over a distance. Right. And again, like distance in terms of can't even meet up with you at this point because it's, mm. it's not it's not um advisable to. And so starting from scratch completely at a distance where we just have like virtual whatever, it's just the thought really it doesn't appeal to me. And I think that, yeah. like I say, it's because I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt twice, you know? So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's nothing new for me in that sense. So that's kind of where my honest feeling is yeah. on, on the, on the, on the subject. And of course, I mean, some of my girls will be like, Oh, just get on it. Or what do you have to lose? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And it's like, mm, I'm very much somebody that likes to honor my feelings. Like if this is how I feel, I, I just have to no, give myself space to feel it. And then maybe who knows next week or two weeks later, I might feel differently. And then I will probably action something then. But um, I like to sit in, <laughs> sit in the, the, the predominant feeling and then yeah. give it, give it space to marinate, you know? So, yeah. But yeah, people have, of course, again, probably because of having some kind of public, platform people do sort of slide into the dm with a bit too much energy in that oh it's like come on <laughs> <laughs> can we have an example of an energetic slide like what is what does that what does that look like <laughs> 
oh, you know, somebody like uh, there was one that was that had basically taken. I mean, taken the time to. I think they had been following me for a while and didn't. See, really... I never get any of this on my you know. thing. I get stuff like <laughs> what you said on the podcast was wrong. <laughs> like I get people <laughs> correcting my facts. <laughs> <laughs> which i'm yeah. always like yeah probably so let me probably go. <laughs> let me go and issue an apology yeah. now but yeah so <laughs> so the guy he's he's been yeah i guess he's been while. following for a while and liking and stuff, the tweets. When he, when, <laughs> yeah i think so i mean it was uh, i don't know it, i think it didn't it wasn't like he definitely was not on my radar because it wasn't like a consistent, you know, like somebody lands on your page and then they like 25 <laughs> things at once. Okay. And you're just like, whoa, okay, I noticed you. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> um, because this, this person had been basically building a portfolio of me for like the last three years. You know, oh. so it was like, okay. he slid in like, oh, you know, blah, 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 basically gave all his credentials. And I just thought, I, I don't know what to do with things like this. Like, <laughs> he didn't really try to engage in conversation. It was let's just a case rewind of... slightly. <laughs> this so is me. He's this been... is what I bring to the table. <laughs> he's, he spotted you three years ago, did you say? Been following me for even longer. But then he came in and sort of, you know... Okay. I guess, confessed. Okay, confessed, Feelings yeah. crash. I'm not even sure how to really put it. And I realized that he'd been basically following for a while. I mean, you know how sometimes somebody follows you and then because you don't necessarily know them personally, you don't, you don't really folk, like you're not necessarily, they're not on your radar. So you you don't know what sort of person they are because maybe they followed you from a while ago and you you just don't know. During that time, he's Um, been building up his credentials, his case. And then presented yes, to you and in the watching DM. me from afar and deciding <laughs> that I really like this person. Yeah, you know, which which it can be. I suppose it can be flattering, but I don't really see it that way. I just see it more as like you're presenting me with like a a fair complete. Like you've built up this image of me in your head, and I'm supposed to kind of yeah. fit into some mold. And it's like you know, if on the other hand, if you perhaps slide in with I don't know trying to engage on a particular thing I've said or tweeted or whatever, you probably would more likely have my attention because I feel like you're, you're being a bit more specific and intentional, even if that's what you have in mind, like you don't have to come guns blazing because (laughs) I don't really know you from Adam. So it's like, (laughs) what am I supposed to do with all of this information? But I'm finding that happening a bit more frequently now that I have a a public platform and I need to find out how do people kind of handle this sort of attention I think it, because it's I think bit, it's a yeah. combination of you having a public platform and also a combination of people being at home with their laptops yeah. <laughs> and electronic <laughs> devices yeah. and not having maybe like not working 24 hours a day <laughs> I have found a lot of people you know what do they say idle hands and everything so I do oh. think it's a combination of of oh. and also people you know, you get lonely, they're bored. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a very wild time, but what about you? What are, are you, wow. are you uh, partaking of the online <laughs> games? I have. <laughs> the online games people play. <laughs> I have. <laughs> um, How are you finding it in this time? It, it's a bit <laughs> strange. to what it was before. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've done online dating before and definitely I think during this time there has been an uplift in the people that 
have joined up to online like um dating platforms I don't have the stats or the figures but I I from my experience I feel like there's a lot of new users um in terms of I have had a couple of virtual dates so video dates um so what I do is I prepare the top part of my body (laughs) (laughs) yes the hair done a little bit of makeup fancy top bottom half I've still got my pajama bottoms on I was gonna say yeah (laughs) (laughs) of course of course um so yeah I've done a couple of those and yeah it's been it's been nice and I was actually starting to think about though I haven't done it in terms of okay if I did want to meet up with somebody what potentially could be a social distancing type meetup um so I was thinking that maybe it could be like okay we meet in in a park um we still keep our distance and just sit down and talk um it could be yeah something like that or we meet somewhere like you know like a, a central kind of like um location you know in the open obviously mm. and um just have a bit of a discussion and I bring maybe my drink and snack you can bring his drink and snack <laughs> and then we we sit together <laughs> yeah yeah I mean you'll have to find some some yeah some middle ground somewhere because um but what is it like kind of transitioning from I suppose if you first connect with someone you're talking or texting or whatever Mm. and then kind of that first virtual like video video call is it is it unnerving is it you know what for me like you I've done a long distance relationship I only had one and Mm. for me it kind of showed me that I can do it so it right. doesn't phase me having to like speak into um my computer or my phone. And yeah. I yeah. I do think you can build intimacy remotely, if that makes sense, with, yeah. with somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Would you agree or disagree? I agree. No, okay. I, I, I agree. I I think you, you can. Um I think you you can I mean of course you do miss some of the nuances that meeting somebody in person definitely kind of bring some some things that you might pick up earlier in your in a conventional meeting you you could miss that in a long distance situation but in terms of building intimacy I think there is a lot of room like a lot of potential for for growing yeah for for building an emotional connection because you know when you can't be physically together or you have a just the honesty of your your thoughts the honesty of your experiences and and I think in that there can be a lot of strength in the relationship like you know building Mm -hmm. other parts of the relationship before like you kind of get to yeah doing everyday things that you would have taken for granted the person was just next door next you know just in the next neighborhood or something so there is a lot of potential for building intimacy I I 100% agree with that yeah and I think also based upon my experience it kind of made me realize quite quickly whether I liked somebody or not um mm. because it's just purely based upon like conversation and their personality so mm. it is real it is it I think in a way it does, does accelerate the process because there's a couple yes. of people I spoke to and I just was like I don't think we're a good match so mm. let's just cut out and because we haven't met in person 
the emotional connection yeah. is not there. So it, it's just like, ah, oh, you, you know. I think, yeah, I I agree with you about the acceleration. I think there is a certain certain intent with long distance in a way that probably other conventional relationships might take more time getting to. Because I think once you, especially the person lives in a different country and you're having to travel to see each other and stuff like that like there are implications for obviously financial whatever so it's like you you kind of have to know that okay is this worth it and from very early on whereas maybe in a conventional kind of meeting you would take your time getting to truly know somebody but when you're when you're spending money to go and see them and then them flying whatever however it is their the arrangement is but there is I don't know if I feel like I'm in two minds about it because on one hand, there's that acceleration. On the other hand, I feel like it puts a lot of seriousness on the relationship very early on before yeah. you've even decided if you're really compatible or not because you, you're you suddenly talking about like long-term commitments in a way that you just think, hang on, we you know we met not too long ago, but it's like you kind of have to have a blueprint or a map pretty early <laughs> of where well, this thing is going. I think in you a way need that to decide, maybe... is it worth me leaving my house, going in outside <laughs> the outside, potentially, you know, for a non-essential journey to make, to go meet somebody that I'm not sure if I like. So I think during those video chats or video dates, then you kind of establish that because mm. but these days to get me out of my house, like I literally go to the supermarket and I go for my walk and that's it. Yeah. And I tend to stick yeah. with that. So if I have to leave to go and meet somebody, it needs to be someone that at least I can say I, I like them. If I'm not sure, then mm. I'll stay mm. in my house. But would you would you not meet them sooner rather than later to establish if, let's say, whatever chemistry you think you've had virtually is happening oh. in person? Because I, I think I've seen scenarios where it's kind of you you yeah. you, you had one thing with, like <laughs> you had one thing while it was just texting. You thought there was banter or whatever. Then yeah. you moved to phone call or and then it's like mm, I am not sure about this. And then you it moves to in person and then it's like yeah, yeah I'm not sure about this chemistry. Yeah, no, um, definitely. I think I d- I don't think anything can replace like meeting somebody like face to face. There's not yeah. any technology um, that can replace that. But I think it's just more of a case of having the at least the video um, date. You can yeah. at least establish. Okay, I kind of like you said. Yeah, there's something there. It's mm. worth me taking that risk. But one thing I wasn't <laughs> gonna do. I wasn't going to break, you know, when the lockdown rules were very specific, like you could. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. was very much like, no, I'm staying <laughs> in my house. And now you can meet like one person, right? One person from outside your home, so in a park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So at least there are potential, like there are yeah. possibilities now that go to we're Regent's in the park, Hyde Park. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. And there are many parks. At least London yeah. is blessed with a few different parks, too. Exactly. <laughs> socially distanced uh, meet (laughs) one thing I haven't had though and I read this online is like you know a a real virtual date someone had posted that um, their date had actually ordered food for both of them to have delivered at the same time so then they ate dinner together virtually 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I think I just done the very basic one of like, it's I'm having my dinner, you're having your dinner <laughs> type yeah. of thing, and we're talking. But yeah. Yeah. But as I say, that was like a, in an actual relationship. So I think by that point, it was not a honeymoon phase. It was just a practical. <laughs> let's just have snack, dinner together. I'll get mine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay yeah i think that sounds nice would you like that a virtual Uh, date where like um you see with me practical capricorn (laughs) introvert me i'm like i don't want someone to know my address so (laughs) that is true true. i'm like you can pay someone you don't know the money (laughs) which takes especially someone you don't know yeah 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 and I think I think yeah it's really different if you're like now if you're starting from scratch that like the, yeah. there are different challenges for people that are starting from scratch and of course couples that were obviously already together and having yeah. to readjust you know in in this way so yeah <laughs> but I agree with you I would be I would be a bit worried of like somebody knowing my address so um we're saying what are we saying like thumbs up thumbs down we're not sure about virtual social distance dating is it are you are we you know do we put everything on hold until later in 2020 or is it like business as usual we've got to carry on <laughs> well i haven't um you know i haven't done anything to actively be against it not at all no. like i mean i'm not you know i'm i'm very open to the possibility of it and um again probably with my experience of it i'm distance wouldn't put me off because yeah i just yeah i feel like I can build that intimacy from afar if we have to, but my position generally is that I've I've had enough at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would like a more conventional approach, which yeah, that might be difficult in this scenario that life is, you know, societies in the world is in right now. But um I'm open to it in whatever form it, it comes. Like I'm I'm just I'm just here. But at the moment I think um I was saying to one of my, my friends that I'm kind of I'm trying to practice intentional singleness like oh I'm not going to kind of <laughs> jump into a scenario just because it's like yeah. like I need to really really be sure that this person is like we're compatible in in yes in all the various big categories that we need to be um and that until then it's like I'm yeah I'm, I'm choosing intentional singleness and just trying to work on myself and work on my you know my projects and just be a better version of myself really and hopefully this person whoever he is is also doing same so you know when you come together you are two whole people not you know half kind of trying to find somebody to complete you you know I'm I'm a complete individual and hopefully so is he so we just come together and be an even bigger force that's the way I see it so I'm okay with uh, aloneness for now um You know what? I think we can just end that discussion there then. That's a nice <laughs> to end on. We are intentionally single until otherwise until something good comes along. Exactly, yeah. Maybe yeah. <laughs> Let's take a moment. Okay, so um David, we've come to the Ooh. end of <laughs> We're getting bold now. <laughs> 
we've come to the end of the um, podcast to my favorite bit, which is highlights of the week. And it's basically anything you want to bring a spotlight to or a highlight to to share with the, the listeners. So do you want me to go first? Sure. Yes. Okay. I'd love to hear yours. Okay, so I have two things. So my first thing is not really a highlight of the week. It's just something I want to bring attention to. So um, I don't know if you heard, there was a lady called um, Belly Mujinga who worked for um, TFL um, in Victoria Station. And she recently, unfortunately, passed away from COVID-19. Her case um, was... Um, extra like um heart-wrenching because um she yeah. was assaulted before she passed away she was spat yeah. on by a stranger who claimed to have had contracted the virus and um who coughed and spat on her and her colleague and then literally 14 days later she had passed away so there's a petition at the moment to bring attention um, to this and also to bring yeah. justice for her because the person that did this is still out there um, in the public um, so basically we we are trying to draw yeah. attention to bring justice for her and she leaves behind her husband and an 11 year old daughter so I don't normally do that in terms of highlight of the week, but I just wanted to just bring like a spotlight Mm. onto that. And I will put a link to the petition in the podcast description because I think Mm. it just highlighted, especially as um, people of colour or black people, um, the way that COVID or coronavirus has affected us has been... We we are at a high risk because of the jobs that we do and how society is set up. So um, and yeah. unfortunately, um, um, this woman was um, a victim of that. So. I wanted to put as highlight of my week was um, on YouTube. <coughs> Excuse me. On YouTube, um, they had actually put a um, live showing of the hit play, The Barbershop and Chronicles. And uh, yeah. I went to go and watch that last year when we were still outside. Last year. <laughs> and I think that's what it was. It reminded me of being outside and going to... When open. outside was still open. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I went to the Roundhouse in um, North London in Chalk Farm. And I watched yeah. that. And I think I watched it in literally the last week of its London showing it's a great yeah. film it's basically a film sorry it's a great play Amazing, it, yeah. um it um, shares stories about the um, um African and Afro-Caribbean diaspora um it goes from like the African continent all the way to like London and mm. it's just it was just really good <coughs> really well <coughs> sorry me really well acted and yeah definitely a great watch and they the um i think it was the london theater decided to stream it on their channel and i'll put a link to it because it's still available on youtube so for anyone that didn't go and see it go and watch the youtube streaming of it because it's definitely worth it it's shot really well and for those of you that like me that have watched the play what a great way to relive uh, such a good memory as well so yeah yeah that's that's amazing i i was supposed to see that last summer and then i kind of dilly dallied and didn't get around to it so when i saw it 
it's available. I thought, oh, I, I've got to see this. I still haven't, but um, I shall be clicking that link yes, <laughs> in the podcast description do. Do <laughs> to get to it. it. It's a really, it's, yeah. I watched it and I enjoyed it so much that I managed to convince like five other people, including my mum, to go and watch it the same week. And we oh, wow. literally, yeah. everybody watched it within like that last week of it showing. So yeah, it's definitely oh. worth it. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay, so your highlight of the week. Oh, my highlight of the week is um, this week I launched an audio and I am of or uh, wonders of wonders and i think the feedback has just been so positive and so amazing it's really really made my week um so from both from people that follow me on instagram or friends to just all the comments that have come out of that have really just made a, a tough an otherwise tough week just more bearable so yeah. it's been a very positive highlight of 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 the week because um you know when as usual when you're putting something out there you're not sure how yeah. anybody's going to receive it and then and then they receive it so well and you're just like you allow yourself to breathe again <laughs> exactly so. you're like oh they don't hate it great yeah exactly <laughs> like <laughs> Just the so, yeah. thing is, it's so good to get positive feedback because um, I was thinking about it the other day, like when you go and have like really good customer service, you don't always say, oh, that was really good customer service. But when you hate something or when you have a complaint, mm-hmm. that's everywhere. <laughs> very verbal. So yeah, it's very true. Positive <laughs> feedback to you, I think is really good sign and just shows like how much people must have enjoyed it. Yeah. So yeah, it's been very encouraging. So I'm looking forward to putting out more. Um yeah, and it's available on my Instagram on IGTV. So Brilliant. Please check it out. Good. <laughs> in my winter coat and a pair of new tights. I lugged all the books that could fit in my suitcases without being overweight. I was on the cusp of young adulthood. Leaving the country. The only home I'd ever known. Okay, so we've come to the end of the episode. So, <laughs> so David, where can the good people find you? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Wonders O Wonders, and that's spelled W O N D E R S O W A N D E R S. And on the blog is www.wondersofwonders.com. And I have a Facebook page, which is Wonders of Wonders. So say hello. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I shall see you somewhere yeah. on the interwebs. Yeah. Put, put a face to, to the name. Definitely. Go. Yes. <laughs> um, and as always, you can find Colour Out The Box on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Do use the hashtag. Do at me. I always reply. I always like having a chat. Thanks to everyone that always messages me in the DMs and everything. Always <laughs> have a chat with you guys. Um, and let us know what you think of the episode as well. So um, until next time, bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so we're done. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the recording? Yeah, I'm going to actually stop the recording now.